Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am Recaptacular, your host, Joe. <laughs> here <We're> again <laughs> in Droughtlander. Yeah, we're here to talk about episode 111 entitled The Devil's Mark. That's right. This episode was written by Tony Graffia. I love Tony Graffia so much. I do. This is a great episode, but it's also a very important episode. It is. Like, there are many, many sort of important foundational relationship interactions that happen in this episode, whether it's between Claire and Jamie or Claire and Galus or learning more about Galus and Dougal. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this. Yeah, it was... um... I dare say one of the better Outlander episodes, period. Oh my gosh. Did everyone hear that, Loinies? Did you hear what he just said? Did you hear what he just said? I said it was good. I said it was one of the best <laughs> that they've done. Well, I knew you were enjoying it. Have you ever seen this? Because I know... I had seen it um, when you made me watch season one the first time. But you were in and out. You only watched a few episodes of season one. I watched this. Oh, you I, had? I, I okay. Know, or I had seen the trial before. Had you really? Yeah. Not I, just clips? Like, I didn't, because there was, you were very caught up. I didn't remember much of it, things. but like I knew enough that I'd seen it before. Right. Well, Tony Graffia, I listened to the podcast with Ronald D. Moore and Tony Graffia joined him for the um, recap of this episode. And she was saying that she wanted to write this episode, that at the very beginning of the series, all the writers were in the room and she said a lot of the female writers were immediately like, I want to write the wedding episode. Mm -hmm. And Tony Graffia was like, give me the witch trial. I want the witch trial. That's way cooler. I think so too. <laughs> well, the wedding episode and Kenny like knocked it out of the park. That no, was, it was just like, the... and then they fucked. No, like, that's, all... that's not true at all. That's why the wedding episode was so good is there was a lot of story and flashbacks. We right. talked about this in our recap. Do we need to recap our recap? I think I'm good. Okay. Carry on. Title card are a bunch of birds that are called starlings. Starlings. And they're all kind of hoarded together, following each other. And I'm wondering cool. if this is a metaphor for how crazy all the townspeople were about wanting to burn the witches. Like, they were just going along with it. It didn't make any sense, but they were like, let's burn the witches. Probably, yeah. Mob mentality. Yeah. And the episode begins, and Galus and Claire are getting thrown down into the thieves' hole. And that caught you off guard. You said, wow, right in the fucking rock hole. Yeah. Throw them in, you said. And then you were like, she's pregnant. How convenient is it that they have a giant rock hole right in the middle of the town? Well, it's called the Thieves' Den. No, I understand. The Thieves' Hole. But like, it was like a weird rock cave just right there in the middle of the town that no one ever thought about filling in. They're just like, you know what this would be good for? Throwing witches Joe, they into. they put, it's not just witches. They put any thieves or anyone right. accused of witches. So did they find It's like the a cell. No, I got it. But like, did they just find the hole and be like... You know what would be cool? Let's build a town around this. And then we got someplace to throw people into. Well, they built it to put people in. They didn't build it. It was just like a, it was a they cave. They dug it out. I don't think they did. It's all rock. Galus's baby tummy fell right on the rock. I no know. one cared. Like So at first, Galus and Claire are not in a good place with each other. In the night when they first get down there, they no. are in fact fighting. Claire is really mad. She's yes. like, I told you that we should leave. And you didn't listen to me. And now look where we are. She calls her a uh, murderer. Mm -hmm. Well, she is a murderer. Yeah. Claire says, I know you're not a witch, but you are a good old fashioned murderer. Galus is uh, 
unrepentant. No, she admits it. Yeah, she's all for it. She's actually proud of it, some would say. Yeah. And I think Claire at this point is still in survival mode, like looking out for number one, because when they come and throw bread down and say, here's your dinner, she goes running up and she does everything she can. This is probably what you would call a, a line or a scene in Outlander that makes sense, right? Do you remember she runs up yeah, and she was like, like, excuse me? I'm my Jamie, name. Yeah. I am Claire, Clara Fraser. Yeah. I am married to Jamie Fraser. He is the nephew yeah. of Colm, <laughs> who is a pretty big fucking deal around here. Yeah. So maybe let me out. And the guy's like, maybe, or he's, no, like, he's like, and I'm, I'm King Arthur. Yeah. But by the way, he knew who Claire was already because this was a great big old setup. Yeah, but I could tell that you appreciated her doing that her, because that's yeah. an example I feel like that you would have screamed like, why doesn't she do this, right? it turned out it didn't matter. No, it didn't. Because Colin was fucking him over. Yes. So interesting little piece of information. Apparently, they started this episode and they shot it, so I, I should have looked in to see if it was available in deleted scenes, with Ned Gowan running into Colm and saying... They've captured Claire. Mm-hmm. They've captured Claire and Colum not really reacting. And that was like how it began. So you right. didn't really know where he was at. If he already knew, if he didn't know. He knew. He knows. I know you think that he did Ned Gowan all but says like Colum would be mad if he knew I was here. Like I'm here of my own accord. Like like Colum wants yeah. Claire Burned. True. And True. Gal- and Galus Burned as well. Yeah. yeah. So that first night is a rough night. Galus says, like, they're both freezing, and Galus says, come in, sit next to me. We yeah. can stay warm. Claire. Claire's like, I will not. I will freeze the fuck to death <laughs> yeah. before I go near your murderous ass. Yes. And Galus, at this point, is still thinking that Dougal will come and save her. She's still a little cocky. And Claire says, like, she has this really good line where she explains what happened, and then she says, no one is coming. Yeah. Because in addition to Dougal not being even close Jamie, to here, Jay Jamie, Frey, he is Gonzo Garbanzo. Long, yeah. Like, no one yeah. is coming. And then Claire, can we call her sulky for the rest of the evening? She's a little sulky. She's a, she was a little sad. She was a sad tomato, for sure. Yeah. So the the next day, they're... But oh, Gayla's gets it then, I yeah, think. Yeah, she does. She just lies down. Yeah. And then the next scene is in the morning, and Claire is lying there shaking, and Gayla says... It's starting. Mm-hmm. Like, get up. It was a really good scene. Like, I felt anxious when Gayla said that. Because she's, like, just standing waiting to be led to trial. I thought yeah. it was a very well done scene. They go to trial, and Claire's voiceover comes. And she says there was no one from Castle Leoc there. Mm-hmm. Which is suspicious. It is a little suspicious. Yeah. She has... Conspicuous by their absence, yes, I believe is the term. There are no friends that are there for her. And then she hears, make way, make way, I demand to be let in. Yeah, we know who that is. Big Ned, little Ned. Gowan, he is little. (laughs) Um, Little little in stature, but big in spirit. He did a great job. He comes in and immediately they try and get rid of him, but he uses... He's like, legal, legal, legal. Well, but also he uses the Scotland versus England. Because he said, we are are in Scotland, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. He's like, English law, they don't burn witches anymore. And they're like, well, we're doing Scottish law. And he's like, well, if you're doing Scottish law, well, then they get a lawyer. And that's me, bitches. Yeah, exactly. uh, It was very well done. Yeah, he lured the fuck out of him, for sure. He did. And then we begin with the actual trial. So interesting piece of information. This is something that you really enjoyed, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I really, I thought the trial was really well done. And this trial was added by Ronald D. Moore. In the book, it's not this kind. And he wanted like a law and order sort of like first witness, second witness. 
So you and Ronald Moore are very much on the same page on a he number knows. of scenes from yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, so Ginny is, or Jeannie, I'm not sure if it's Ginny or Jeannie, but it's Galus's housekeeper. She's oh, the yeah. first witness. She says that she hears Galus singing ominous incantations. Which is probably not a lie. Uh, she is a nudie, forest dancing, singing witch woman. She so. is. Like, Galus is pretty much, like, she's pretty witchy. I mean, she traveled in time. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. No, she is, like, she would get, like, her, her like, witch card, probably, if she applied for it. I think so, too. Yeah. Ravina Donaldson, who had the dead baby in mm, yeah. a couple episodes ago, she says that Claire has mess, messed it up, messed, messed yeah. up the changeling. Yeah. And Claire starts screaming, I was trying to help. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you remember Ned comes Ned's up? like, and... shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Ned does a great job. He shuts all of them down. He's like, you're just a disgruntled housemaid. Yes. And then he's like, you sh- we should love Claire because she actually, you know, she didn't know what she was doing. She was trying to save your baby. And now your baby's living with the fairies and all that kind of stuff. And, uh... Yeah, no, he does a really good job of, of turning everything around. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Everyone that comes up and says things, Claire is having a very difficult time being a closed mouth woman. Mm-hmm. At one point she's screaming, oh, please, this is preposterous. Why doesn't she know? Even Galus doesn't scream anything out loud. Did you notice that? No, she just, she knows. She's too, she's much more ingrained. She just like looks smugly. She knows what's happening. She's also rolling her eyes though. Like, Oh, she, of course, but like she knows there's nothing... To, to be said and that's the end of the first day they start taking them down and wrapping rope around their arms to carry them away and ned comes up and he says to claire i think we're doing okay uh and claire says did Colum send you like she's so relieved like, no i know Colum absolutely did not send me he sent you here and then fire. He, and then he just lets her be dragged away to go into the thieves hole but he mm-hmm. gives her a little canteen. some whiskey yeah good man and i looked at you i'm like i can't believe he's letting them take her to the thieves hole what is he gonna do again yeah there's nothing you can do about that that's where they keep the the witches and, in the rock and i'm like and all he's doing is giving her that little tiny canteen and the next scene claire she's chugging that yeah. shit yeah <laughs> she is not afraid to get drunk for sure. No, she's drinking it. Yeah. And the Gaelis, sec- pregnant, doesn't care. She's no. like, give me a rip of that. Yes. And they bond. They drink. They talk about mm-hmm. Dougal. They talk about Jamie. Mm-hmm. Claire learns that Galus is a Jacobite supporter. That's right. Yeah. Which is why, like, she and... And she was, like, funneling the, her husband's money to Dougal's Jacobite cause. And she loves Dougal. She like, does loves Dougal, for sure. Loves Dougal. And Claire right. is sort of like, really? Like... Dougal. Dougal. I, I don't think he's a faithful kind and, of and he's man. Like, and and Galus is like cool. He likes he likes the girls. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like, that's that. They're a good match, Galus and Dougal. Well, but when we know, when we find out why Galus has come back in time, spoiler, um, like it makes sense. Like she's not too worried. She didn't come back in time to fall in love with a Scotsman. Like she who will not be named Claire. Uh, but like she came back to try and make the Jacobite rebellion work. And who and she, wants that more she than she sees yeah. Dougal as like a number one Jacobite dude. So yeah, like that's who she's hitching her wagon to amongst other things. She says, drink tonight, Claire, tomorrow our ashes will be scattered to the wind. She's not wrong. Well, she is wrong though. 
at the time she wasn't. The second day in trial, things start turning. It doesn't go well. Day two sucks. Leary walks in. Fucking Leary, hey? I mean, she looks great. And evil as hell. She speak. Is she evil? I was mean, it I guess. only Leary? Yeah, it was Leary. Yeah. Leary walks up and she speaks against Claire. When she talks about Jamie and she oh. cries, I once again believe her. Those are not crocodile tears. She, no, she's a woman scorned. She says she stole him. Yeah. <laughs> and Ned says, this is just a heartbroken lass. And she says, I, I am. It's like, whoa, I am believing yeah. everything that comes out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. But he kind of like, he, you know, puts her, puts her away a little bit. Mansplains the situation to Mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah. Old timey Scotland, that was still cool. Well, and and yeah, it was cool. (laughs) And Claire essentially says what Leary is saying is correct because they say, did you make her a potion? And she was like, well, it was like some water and some, it's like, no, no, Claire. Shut the fuck up. Like, come on. Doesn't Ned shush her at one point? You should have if he didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Even Claire should be smarter than to know to say that at a witch trial. <laughs> I, I made her a potion for sure, but come on. Like, what are you it's doing? Water and some cumin. Yeah, I right. spat in it that's twice. Right. That's right. The blood of a virgin. <laughs> Who knows? No. Um, uh, Father then, Bane shows uh, up. Priesty. And he does a swerve. That dude's evil. Isn't he? Mm-hmm. He says, God answered my prayers and said that I had made a prodigious mistake. I was abandoned hope. I was blinded by vanity. And he gives Claire Frazier credit for saying the boy, mm-hmm. saving the boy's life. It's a surprising turn, and it works. Mm. It does, because... It was a setup, though. It was all it was, a setup. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I think he, he thought to himself, rather than going in and pointing at her and saying she's evil and everything else, he said, she made me feel incompetent. Right. What kind of a regular woman would and do then, that to a powerful man? And then the guy in the crowd's like, only only <laughs> Satan's influence would make a priest re- renounce God. That dude was a plant. Yeah, but, you're right. Yeah, and the, like, I mean, the whole, everyone just turns and on And then them. they're like, oh, burn the fucking witch. Like, it's like, they're just, wait, they don't give Literally. a shit. They just no. want to burn some people. And that's when Claire says she realizes that this isn't, it, this isn't a trial. They always knew the end result. Yeah. And they are about to, uh, the judges are about to announce their, what's it called? Sentence. Their, their sentence. And Ned asks for a moment to reset. Yeah, recess, please. Yeah. He takes them into a little some, room of some sort some and says, the tables have turned. Yeah. We, we need a new tactic. Yeah. One of you dies, one of you lives, you pick. That's... And it's Galus that dies. Yeah, that you're is a dirty witch. That's, that's a great translation. Yeah, he yeah. says, "We save one of you," and they both look at him, and he looks at Galus, and he's like, "You it's have not been. you." That's yeah. right. Knock knock. Who's there? Fire for you, really. Um, yeah. It's, he just looks at her, and he was like, "You have been the only thing saving you from the fire up until this point was your husband, and he's dead. So yeah. it's you." Yeah. Like. And he's like, I'm just going to step out. You guys talk it over. Yes. And then it gets pretty intense. Right. Because Galus calls Clara. She's like, you've been lying the whole time. I know that. Why are you here? But there was something, sorry, something in the cave from the night before tipped Galus off. Claire gives her a quote. Claire And I don't know where that quote's from. We should have looked it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, she recited a quote of some kind. 
I'm sure. I only wish I had more yeah. than one body to give for my country or right, something. Right, right. Gala says. Galus knew well, yeah. that that was a, a, a more modern quote than old timey Scotland. Uh, so she, you know, she picked up on that. So she knew, she knew that there was skullduggery going on there. And so she keeps saying, why are you here? If I'm going to die, I want to know why you're here. So I think at this point, Galus is sort of hoping Claire will say, I came back to support. Jacobite rebellion. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I came back to support the Jacobite cause. Right. And um, Claire's like, it was an accident. I fell through the stones. Just touched some rocks and now I'm here. I have been trying to get back forever. Not really that hard, but I... Well, she said, I don't even know if it's possible because she's getting choked up. Yeah. They go back into, because Ned comes in and he's like, time's up, let's go. They go back onto the stand and they are both, oh no, and Ned Ned is feeling quite smug and he makes the announcement that Miss Fraser has something to say. That's and he right. sits down and he's like, I've done it. I've saved and Claire. Classic Claire. She's like, no, I don't. Burn me too. Well, she doesn't what? say that, but they... she starts screaming, this is ridiculous. And then everything's chaotic. Because they say, you're both going to burn. And Ned, in a surprise turn of events, he goes a little crazy. He starts trying. He pulls out a gun. But you know what? Oh, my God. I love Ned so much. It's like he is at his wits end. He's tried everything. Mm -hmm. And I think he has a moment of... Because I think he genuinely likes Claire. They are friends. They have traveled. He's trying to save her. He's trying to save her. Yeah. And he... He, do, he does the last resort sort of thing. He pulls out the gun and he goes and he actually stands beside her and then he shoots it up in the air because he can't, he's not going to kill anyone. Yeah. And during this time, it's slow-mo has Gala's turn to Claire and say, it is possible. And then she says, 1968. And Claire still yeah, doesn't possible. seem to... it's possible. She's like, what? To go back? She's I like, think, to go yeah. back to 1968. Because she just assumes Claire is from her time. Right. And Claire is not quite cluing in like it's taking her a lot longer yeah she doesn't clue in until the devil's mark but then she also starts screaming a bunch of profanities and they say contempt of court and then they take her over and they start they get set up to whip her yeah leary takes that opportunity to come up and say right in her face yeah i shall dance upon your ashes i believe her i wish she hadn't said that because that's next level evil. She does not like Claire. That is, Claire is about to be, or like her clothes are being ripped off her back. Yes. She is about to die. So to come up and say that to someone in that situation, like that is. I mean, Leary ratted her out as a witch with the intent for her to be burned at the stake. Like, I think she knows. I think she's, I think she's pot committed at this point, as they say in poker, to, uh, to this. Like, so it's like, so let's take this moment because one of our longtime Loini said this is her least favorite storyline because this was added mm. by mm-hmm. the, I guess, by Tony Graffia, by the television writer, that it was instigated by Leary. Like, Leary really was a lot more evil in the television series right. than in the book, which had people then thinking that the storyline years and years later of Jamie marrying Leary obviously wouldn't happen. Right. Because when he but does it, it in the book... <laughs> Leary's just, I mean, Leary's just Leary. She's a sad little, you know, pathetic girl that didn't end up marrying him. And so he takes pity on her and marries her in the end. I think at that point she's a widow, has been beaten and not well treated. So he he doesn't have Claire anymore. So they marry and it makes more sense. 
this Larry and this Jamie, that seems like a real betrayal on Claire. Like if someone tried yeah. to murder me, for example, okay, let's say mm -hmm. someone tries to murder me okay. and then I go to a different time period and then you marry that person and I come back and you're like, so I did marry her. I would be really that's upset. That's valid. That's Also, mean. I don't think if, yeah, like if I truly like loved you, I don't think the first person I would run to would be your murderer, probably. That seems weird, doesn't it? Um, but is that the first? Because Jamie gets with a lot of women when when Claire goes back. He gets busy big time. He gets busy he, with Geneva. He has a child. He gets he gets busy with all kinds of like. There's that French woman. Like there's all the kinds. The woman of, in the cave. What French woman? I don't know. Are you there's all the to? brothel lady. Oh, like, they're just friends. Those well, are just, friends, friends with hands. And uh, like they're like. Jamie's all over the place. He's the king of, you know, stuff. So, anyways, we have yeah. this scene. Claire starts getting whipped. Flogged? Whipped? Is that the same thing? I don't know. I don't know either. It looks awful. She's getting whooped with a belt. Katrina? It's more than a belt. It looks like it has, like, ropes on it. There's, oh, like, three of like them. Like a cat and nine tails? I don't know. I don't know. Katrina Balf plays this really, really she well. Does, she does whipped well. Yeah. And it's sort of a nice moment. Because you see Galus, it's a nice moment for her and Galus's relationship. Because you see Galus is genuinely distraught and upset by what's happening here. Yeah. Galus is actually screaming and crying along with Claire right. while it's happening. And Galus just keeps backing up. Like she's just horrified at what she's seeing. As a 1968 woman would be. Yeah. And it goes on for quite, it goes on for longer she's than... Getting, she's getting <laughs> shit kicked for sure. Yeah. And you said... Where the fuck is Jamie? And then he bursts through the doors and you were like, oh, there he is. Flopsy fuck. Get in there. Because his hair is kind of like <laughs> blowing in the wind. And he does. The flopsy fuck jumps in there and he breaks it up. Good. Finally. And he has that great line of, I made an oath in front of the altar of God to protect this woman. And if you think that your, your dumbasses supersede that, I'm going to kill you, basically. Yeah. And then he says, the first man forward is the first man down. He seems a little crazy at this point. He's, yeah, got, he's got two different... He's got, he's got blades going on. He's swinging shit around. Claire crawls away on the floor. Yeah. And Galus sees this, and I think there's a lot of things that are going, that are going on here. Yeah, I think she's like, Claire, with Jamie here now, Claire has an out if I take if I take one for the team. If I take one for the team. And also, I think she has a moment of Dougal's not coming. Yeah. So she sees that Jamie's there, though. So yeah. Claire is an out. And she's like, if I go a little bonkers here and make a big scene, Jamie can get Claire out of there. Yeah. And she does. That's she, what she does. really does. And she starts like. She makes it twofold, though. She, she goes bonkers so they can get out of there, but she goes bonkers in a way. That she, that Claire will know she's from the future. Yes, but she also looks at Claire and says, "Run!" Because yeah. Jamie's trying to pull Claire. Jamie's not worried about Galus here. As Jamie's soon not as Gala no. starts screaming, Jamie starts trying to Get pull Claire, here, Claire, and Claire is like almost pulling away from him, right. looking at Galus. Yeah, and Galus mouths to her, "Run!" Yeah, and Galus is like ripping off her uh, yeah. necktie, which apparently in the podcast they both said that wasn't planned. Like. 
the actress was just like really getting into it and like yeah. stripping down. Was that was she was her stripping well, the down? Well, necktie. They knew that oh, okay. she was gonna like reveal herself, right. but the fact that she was like she started with the right. little thing around her neck, so she makes a very big scene. And in addition, she reveals on her shoulder that she has a devil's mark, right. and that's when it hits Claire finally. Yeah, because it's a smallpox vaccine. Smallpox pox vaccine. Right. Galus is from the future. Right. And that's when she has like a stunned look on her face and is like, no, okay, time to get out of here. Let's right. go, James. So Gala strips down completely. They pick her up. They carry her out of the church. And isn't there a, uh, doesn't it go to Claire's monologue at that point that she explains what she just saw? Yep. yep. It does. Because there's a lot of people around now watching that show that might not even understand what it is. Because like. That's true. So I'm old and uh i i don't have a smallpox vaccine you you're, know you're not old though we're in the 40s i'm pretty old, old. No. and uh i think people that have smallpox vaccines are at least 60 right well my brother who's 12 years older than me has one okay so, there you go and he's 60 almost yeah right so so there's but but like a lot of people that watch this show like if you don't have a brother who's 60 <laughs> you probably wouldn't even know what the hell that is yeah. You know, like, so it's it's good that they explained it, you know, for the for the youngins. Right. Yeah. Galus is carried out. Funny story. All that, because it was mostly men. You know, these are just like extras who are getting paid for the day that had to carry her. Yeah. And they were very concerned that they were hurting her, right? Because they had to do it over and over. And she's like screaming and writhing. Naked. And... She's fly, flying everywhere. Yeah, like... yeah. She's got the belly. Yeah. So. That was prosthetic, obviously, right? It Obviously, was. Yes, yes. And they just show Jamie and Claire kind of hiding behind a wall. Claire's looking mournfully at Galas. And mm -hmm. Jamie says, we have to leave now, Claire. Yeah, peace out. And they cut, and then you just see her being carried to the pyre. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. So. I think. Anyway, yeah. And then we assume she burned it. But we find yeah. out. When I saw seasons. this the first time. You're like, well, I guess she just burned. Yeah. Now, later on in season four, three, four, when Galas comes back into the picture, of course, Claire is very surprised. I think they're surprised to see each other, frankly. Yeah. And Galas reveals that since she was pregnant, her death sentence was postponed. And maybe that, like, oh, that makes sense, right? Because she was sense. very, she was revealing her belly at that point. Well, because she actually on the stand said that she was carrying the baby of Satan. <laughs> Which makes me think that they would not have postponed that. I don't know. That doesn't really ring true. That they're like, let's let the baby of Satan be born. <laughs> and then, like, this is a culture that believes in, like, fairy baby switching. But they're like, you know what's cool? Let's let Satan's child be born before we kill this lady. I think they, again, that's just like a classic outlander. Right. We're not really thinking. Well, the story goes... The reason why Galus was not killed was because her death sentence was postponed. Mm -hmm. And then after she gave birth, Dougal Mackenzie helped her escape. So she gave birth, I guess, is she just to in the Buck, thieves' the Buckster. Did, yeah. they, did she just stay down there? We'll never know. Maybe the loinies know. But it makes me happy to know that Dougal did come rescue her. Yeah, well, I mean, we know that Buck, Buck grew into a strapping bearded man. <laughs> Who is currently in the 80s. That's right. Amazing. Now, we move to 
what can maybe be described as the most important Claire and Jamie scene ever when they are in... It is a scene that does not happen enough in this show. I know. They are in the forest and he's cleaning her wounds and he says, the cuts aren't deep. I don't think you'll be marked. Mm -hmm. And then this is the part where you said to me, you're like, when does she finally tell Jamie? Because they're like quiet. Both yeah. of them are yeah. quiet. And you're like, when does she? I can't remember. And I just like, shut up and I'm listen. Like, listen. <laughs> and then he's like, I have something very important to ask you. Yeah. Are you a witch? Because a lot of signs would point <laughs> to yes. Like for anyone. It's a very valid question. It is. It's like I will love your witchy ass forever, but that you got to is... be straight with me. Are you actually a witch? I think, here's what I'll tell you. I think if she had said yes, I don't think that he, I think Jamie would still love her. Oh yeah. He's all in. But, because then he says, and she just kind of turns and looks at him like, oh my God, you too? Like, yeah. is this actually what I'm dealing with? And then he says, I've seen that same mark on your shoulder yeah. a bunch of times. Gayla's yeah. just said she's carrying the baby of Satan and has it on her arm. So like, <laughs> you got some explaining to do probably about that? Yeah. It's valid. It's very valid. Interesting behind the scenes information here. Oh. Apparently, they changed the script on these actors the really? day of and they felt scrambled oh which you would yeah but it's not bad though because it plays into the scene i guess but i think i think they did both of them a really good job but you can't mess this up and i can understand why on the day of you'd be like what like it, it's i, I think it's not i think it worked though because they both do actually seem a little scrambled in the <laughs> yeah. scene but it works because like claire just about got burnt as a witch which like is a pretty big deal really yeah i mean as it turns out a lot of terrible things happened to claire from there on in that was basically just like well not the beginning because a lot of terrible things had already happened to claire mm -hmm. but like that was you know she's still on the like upward path it of the gets roller worse. coaster it gets worse for um her. yeah so it's like, but that's still like, there's, that's some trauma there probably. And Jamie is like having, uh, like a personal realization that he has quite possibly <laughs> married a Satan worshiping witch, yeah. which is uh, not ideal. It's not, it's not ideal. There's a lot of signs to indicate that she's a witch all the times when she's like, remember you said you wouldn't force me to tell you if yeah. I told you I knew yeah. something. Yeah. Also, I know how to like cure people. I know shit. Yeah, like, it's, it's, she's got some, like, witchy elements for sure. Yeah. Anyways, so she tells him. She delivers. I think she does such a good job. This is a tough, tough line to get out, but she gets it out. She explains. What was the line? I'm from the future. It's pretty straightforward. She leads up to it by saying. This is how I knew this. This is how I knew that. I can walk through a room full of very sick people and yeah. I will be unharmed. Which, like, by the way, just makes her sound more witchy at that point. Like when, like that just was all like witch magic stuff. And then she says, I know this and I know that. And I know the day Jack Randall was born and I know the day he's going to die. And she says, I know all this because, and then she pauses, takes her so long to mm -hmm. get it out. She's doing such a great acting job. I'm actually a witch. Roll credits. Her, no, she's... <laughs> her chin is like, like wobbling. Like yeah. it is, she legitimately, she, I, I buy what she sells in this scene. Yep. And she says, I'm from the future. And Jamie just turns away for a second. Yeah, he's like, the fuck? What? Yeah. And he then. He takes it like a champ though. 
she does. And then, but then she starts yelling at him. She's like, do you hear me? Do you hear me? Yeah. And you said, it's a lot to process. It is. That's a lot to process. And then you said, you should probably roll that sleeve back up. <laughs> yeah. 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 That devil, we need to get like a tattoo on there yeah. or maybe like a bandage. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll just like scrape yeah, we, it with the knife until need, it's a scar. Yeah, like we, we need, need to, to do something. Cover that shit up. And then she said, do you think I'm stark raving mad? And yeah. he said, no. He's like, no, I believe you. I believe you. I've seen enough whiffy, witchy shit. Yeah. There's got to be some explanation for it. Yeah. I'd rather believe you're from the future than believe you're a witch. But at one point I guess. turned to you and I said, isn't she doing such a great acting job? And you were like, yeah, she just seems really upset. Like people whipped me on my fucking back. People <laughs> don't do that where I'm from. Every day someone tries to rape me. Like I'm in distress. Yeah, that's why. That's and that's why I get uh, classically loin upset later in this episode. Yeah. But what you did like right after this is because he says to her, I believe you. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes, and this is a nice character beat. He said, oh, so that day when I told you to stay put and then you were found by those stones, were you trying to go home? And she said, yes. And he's like, and I beat you for and it. And I beat you for it. You can tell he feels <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's sorry. That's not great. You were yeah. trying to get back to your time. And then you started asking like, why did he come back? Why not Murta? Why not Dougal? Yeah, why was why, it just why him? Why only him? Like, where is Dougal? Where, like, Dougal, uh, maybe I can understand, but where the fuck's Murta? You know, like, where is, where are, where is everyone else? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Murta's taking care of Ned. With the last time we saw little Ned, he was being carried upside down and, like, like thrown. Yeah. That's when Claire loses her shit. And that's yeah. when she starts screaming vulgarities. And that's why she gets whipped. Because she loses it when she sees how they're treating Ned. Right. yeah. But I think that's the last time we see Ned in this season. Probably. Well, we'll keep an eye out. I can't remember, but... Um, something you did like about this particular reveal scene is that they have a montage of Jamie asking yeah. her a ton of questions. What's a war combat nurse? You know, like you can just see he's pacing up and down and they show like a lot of time passes. He's asking tons of questions. He's trying to figure things out. And then she says, sometimes he was asking me the same question twice. And you said that you really appreciated that scene. It's the thing that pisses me off the most about Outlander. It's like, they, if you're a pretty smart, educated, curious dude like the King of Men, mm -hmm. like if I, if you were from the future, mm -hmm. like maybe, I would maybe. be asking you questions about shit all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. Maybe I am. I don't know that that's true, but... I, you know, like I just, and this was the, this is the only scene ever, I believe in Outlander, except for fast forward all the way to whatever season we're on now, where Buck starts asking about airplanes and shit. Mm -hmm. Like this is the only time when anyone seems even remotely curiously interested mm -hmm. that someone may have knowledge of the future, mm -hmm. which yeah. seems bonkers to yeah. me. Well, there's, there are more times. Myrta asks her questions too. Like how many though? Not very many. Like, not very many. We have to assume it's happening on the side. Why, though? <laughs> it makes no sense. Anyway. The next scene 
Well, they do more montages because they're just trying to get away from that area. So it shows them on horseback. It shows Jamie killing a rabbit in the stream. The whole time he's talking to her about Lallybrock and how wonderful it's going to be to get there, how he can't wait to show it to her. He's like, don't worry about all your knowledge of the future and all the amazing things that you know about. Let's talk about my dark-ass castle that we're going to go live in. Lollybrock's beautiful. We've been to Lollybrock. We have. That's true. They show them at night sleeping by a fire. A fire. And he wakes her up. It's a sex scene. Mm-hmm. And you were surprised that he woke her up. Yeah. And also, I wanted to say that Ronald D. Moore originally didn't want this scene in. No. But they convinced him to keep it in. Yeah. He didn't wake her up in a traditional it's fashion, a nice, say. It's a nice scene, and it's, as far as Jamie knows, the last time. Yeah. He gets right in there. The next day. He's like... Okay, you want to keep... No, I don't, but we will. He gets right up in her business, and she wakes up, and she's cool with it. She's like, let's keep up in that business. I mean, it's a different... It's They're in a different place. Very they're, young. They're, they're just ready to go, yeah. Then the next day, she's sort of washing up by the stream and she comes up to him and he says are you ready to go home and she said she thinks he's referring to Lallybrock right and she's excited and did you know at this point no you didn't because then when he looks and points she starts walking up the hill you were surprised doesn't happen very often but you were surprised king of swerves he does good yeah it's the stones and he says it's what you it's what you wanted it's what you've always wanted wanted right like he's registering should want and this is this is the right move for him this Mm -hmm. is the exact thing he should do at this point yeah damn right because i think he knows claire likes him like i would assume after the night before he knows claire's (laughs) into him yeah but he's also thinking whoa she is not a widower sorry a widow whose husband has died no, she has a perfectly frank husband back in the future. And she accidentally fell into this time where right. I have now married her. That's right. And so, nothing arguably has gone well for her since that happened. She hasn't had a choice or anything. Right. So they walk up to the stones and she's almost like leading the way. She's walking. She sees it and she's been, she has wanted this the whole yeah. time. I think that she's kind of intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his sword. Which just in case you noticed, it's gonna cut a rock. Ronald D. Moore was also like, "I love Sam. I love him. I don't know why he makes this choice here." Um, and she sort of just he says, "What do you do?" And she said, "I just follow the buzzing and I walk up." And she you can she's almost she almost leaves him right, right. there. Now we don't know if it would have worked because does she have a gemstone? Because we know later she needs a gemstone. We don't know if she has a gym. That's true. You started so, asking all sorts of logical questions. Like logical questions, which is something the Outlander yeah. never gives any fucks about. Yeah. But, and you said, get out of this rapey fucking belt whipping time, Claire. Exactly. That's what you said. And she's going to. And then Jamie, fucking king of selfishness, is like, no, stop. He pulls her back. Well, in the book, I do remember that it freaks him out because he says her face starts almost like disappearing into yeah, the stones in front travel. of him. Get out of the way, old man. So he he's young. Old timey man. It it actually freaked him out in the book. Whereas mm-hmm. in the TV show, it doesn't play that, that way. It does not, no. But he says to her, he 
catches himself and he's like, sorry about that. Sorry, you should go. Mm-hmm. He says, there's nothing for you on this side. So true. Save violence and danger. And whatever's under this kilt. <laughs> violence, danger, and whatever is under this kilt. That's right. Which Claire is like, that counts for two. That's, that is, was enough as it turns out. And then he said, I'm going to go just to make, I'll go by the camp. I'll stay there tonight. Just in case. Just in case. So so that I know you're safe. That's right. And he... Goes. He walks away. Builds the biggest fucking bonfire in Scotland. So she knows he's there. (laughs) Because she looks over and there's like a a plume, a pillar, a column, if you will, of smoke. Yeah. Rising to the heavens. Yes. And she sits there and she looks at both of her hands. Apparently, there was a whole script, a voiceover, where she's talking about what to do. But then just looking at the two rings, it's very clear what she's thinking. And you started saying, poor Frank. Poor Frank. Poor Frank. As soon as you saw the fire coming, the smoke from the fire, you're like, fuck, that dude did not deserve this. No, he did not. Because he is in love. He's at home. He's pacing. And she has a chance to go back to him. And she chooses like... You were getting... You were actually getting a little bit upset here because you were looking at me and you're like, is Frank still in Scotland at this point? He's still there, isn't he? He's driving yeah, around the like, stones looking for her every day. And I said, I don't think... I think at this point he has left. Whatever. But... It's, it's like... And then you saw the smoke and you said, here's Jamie lighting the biggest fucking fire just so she knows I'm here. <laughs> Do you blame him? Claire's the only woman that he's ever been married to. Yeah, but he's got lots of options. Everything's fine. What? Leary is ready. She is ready. <laughs> like, capital fucking R. So they do a fake out. Yeah. They show her walking towards the stone. Right. And the music and the buzzing. Uh, uh, yeah, and then what happens? And she then wakes up the king of men. You see... The fire pit. The crackling <gasps> Whatever fire. Whatever was going to happen. And you were annoyed at how many rocks he had put to make like the fire pit. Like, how many rocks do you need to make a fire pit, you oh, show you off? Oh, you were annoyed. Like... You show off. That's right. You show off. And she says, on your feet, soldier. Yeah. Which is what she said to him, the, like, the first night they met. Oh. Charming. And, and he... Gets on his feet. Wakes up, and they kiss, and it fades to black. Makes no attempt to be like, why? Shouldn't you go back to the time where yesterday they weren't trying to burn you at a stick? Like, on like, a stick. Yeah, like, does she not remember that, like, a mere, I love, a mere I know, 24 I hours this. ago? I love the fact that as soon as she showed up, and that's fair, he shouldn't have to spend his entire marriage being like, are you sure? Do you want to go back now? Mm-hmm. How about now? Who do you choose, Frank or me? It's like he gave her the option and she came back. At that point, we have to just move forward, right? I guess, but it's super dumb. So my favorite line of the book was removed from the television series, which was when she told Jamie that she was from the future. She describes, you know, he's like, well, you must miss it terribly. And she said, I really miss hot baths. And she describes to him like what a bath is what and warm how water yeah is. and how amazing it is and everything and um and then obviously they talk about Frank and then when she comes she doesn't say on your feet soldier but he opens his eyes and she says the hot baths almost won 
And I thought that's a really nice. And then they I embrace like the and fucking poor Frank. Hey, like the only thing <laughs> she thinks about that she might go back to not like personal safety, uh, suffragette, the right to vote, <laughs> like whatever, like all the other like um, better things that happen in the future. Oh, I don't know her husband, any of that stuff. No, it's just like it was hot baths or Scottish dick. And she went with dick. And like, I don't get it. That's so weird. I thought it was, it was like a sense of humor thing. Obviously, Frank was taken into consideration. I don't think so. That's the scene. That's the episode. That's the entire episode. Yeah, it sure was. So who was your MVP? Um, mm, I, you know, all the, all the trial people. Oh. Yeah. My MVP was the witnesses. No way. Yeah. Cause I thought they were. You all... were very quiet when they I were I like that scene a lot. I thought everyone, everyone who was a witness did a great job. The, we didn't even talk about the guy who was like, and then she grew wings and flew in the air like a wicked witch that she was and all that kind of, like that guy's a little over the top. But, uh, Leary did a great job and Father Fuckface did a great job, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the dead baby and the tree woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they all did a great, they, they were all really good. So I think like they were what made that scene compelling. I agree. So they're the MVPs, the extras, or the yeah, the, the witnesses, character. the witnesses. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess at who my MVP was? I'm going to say it's Ned Gowan. It you was all, Ned Gowan. Gowan. It was Ned Gowan. Yeah. yeah. What was the best scene? Oh, it was the it was the trial, the witch trial. Day two. Witch trial day two was witch your trial best day scene. Two, yeah. Like even like with the whipping and Jamie yeah, coming in. Yeah, because they had Leary and Father and shooting in yeah. the yeah. okay. The best scene for me, I think for me, I really like when she tells him she's from the future. That was my favorite scene. It was, uh, it was a satisfying scene for sure. Yeah. What was the worst scene? At the end. The two, the two heroes of the story who are in love being, yeah. deciding they want to be together. That I mean, was the worst part for just you. Just because it was part of the book and they had to do it doesn't mean it's not stupid. So, I mean, that, they it's, love each Joe. It's true love. They love each other. So we want them to be together. I don't know. <laughs> I don't buy it. Who, what don't you buy? All of it. I think it's, I think it, she true loves, she has a, a husband that she only has been separated, uh, for like a month. You know, I like, think it's I think it's longer like, and I don't know the timeline, been, but I do think she's been with Jamie for longer at this point. Whatever. Three months. Not longer than she was in with three Frank, months. Like also, I'll remind of, you. That, I'm, I'm do, just, do, 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 you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say the amount of times that since she's come back in time and have has been like attempted to be beaten or raped or burned at a stake or whipped on the back. Like it could be a drinking game. Like there's so like it's it, so, it's so dangerous. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Like Jamie is cool. But she hasn't known him for that long. And it's not like they're but they're married. It's like it was a forced marriage by Dougal the wife killer Mackenzie. Like it's not, it wasn't like they had some long passionate courtship. They were smashed together and then like decided afterwards they might love each other. Like this isn't some sort of like years of, of bonding. This is like, this is like a decision purely based on lust at this point. I, there, there is an argument to be made about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's... 
We were in the kitchen the other day and you, we were talking about Outlander and you said, Jamie's life without Claire. Well, you were talking about Claire going back and you were like, Claire's life without Jamie is so much safer. Like in the 1950s, she is so much safer. It is a better life. And you said, arguably, Jamie's life without Claire is better as well. Jamie did a bang up job without Claire. He had a better life without Claire. I would argue that they were better apart than they were together. You, you did argue that. I did argue. I will continue <laughs> to argue it till the end of my time. Okay, so the worst scene for you was when the two people who are in love reunited at the end. They were in lust, and yes. Okay. The worst scene for me was probably the... I mean, I really didn't like... I didn't like the chaos of that, like the whipping scene I and everything. That I'm was like big, disturbing. I'm a whipper, for no. sure. What would you rate this out of 100, this episode? I mean, it's pretty good. I would give it like a 70. Yeah. There were parts of this scene, or show, like the trial and stuff that, like I remember at one point I was watching, and you were like, Joe, you need to say things. Like, I've got nothing to, like, Type. we're not going to have anything here. I was like, well, I'm actually kind of watching it, for the, <laughs> which doesn't really happen very often. So, yeah, there were actually parts of this episode that made me actually just watch which wow. is the highest compliment <laughs> I've ever been able to pay play to Outlander. So yeah. kudos to you, Ronald D. Moore. Yeah. Your extra scene that wasn't in the book is what it took <laughs> to make me be interested in this show. There you go. My rating is 100. Yeah, no surprise there. It's a wonderful episode. I would watch it over and over and over. You have, in fact. And I have, in fact. That's right. It was a great episode, and it was really fun recapping it. It was great, yeah. So let's do it again. Not this episode, but the next one. <laughs> we'll just keep doing, <laughs> yeah. we'll just redo episode 11 like four times. 11B. Yeah. No. Gayless. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that was great. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Maybe we'll do another one. Who knows what's going to happen. And write in and tell oh, yeah. us your Where, thoughts. You can write to us at loinlander at gmail.com. Or you can approach us on our Facebook group, uh, Loinlander Facebook group, I believe. Loinlander Podcast Group. I really, I, why can I never remember it? You just type in Loinlander you know on what? Facebook. We're the only Loinlander you'll find. The three people that listen to us. That's right. They will find us. They will find us. Okay. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll love it. Send us an email. Let's do a trivia contest or something. Like, let's 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 get some engagement going here, guys. What do you want to see? What do you want us to talk about? Is there anything special? Like we do in these recaps, people have been like, do some recaps. We're doing it. Like, let's get some engagement going here. What are you, yeah. what are you guys looking for? Yeah. Give us something. We'll, yeah. we'll give it back. Let us know. Okay. Have a good day or night, wherever you are. Okay. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. 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 Gotta get back in time.